1: Mike Welch is tournament director for the 3M tournament going on at the TPC in Blaine, of course, this week. And they have seen a lot between COVID and back since this uh, uh, since this tour stop originated here in Minnesota. And he joins us now. Mike, thank you for joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline.
2: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here.
1: Well, wait, let's start with the heat. How? Could, you know, Obviously... If you, if you have a lot of golf tournaments, a lot of them are going to be played in extreme heat. We're just not used to it in Minnesota all the time. Uh, but So I'm sure there's lots of protocols in place. But for fans that are wondering if they go out there, if it gets into the 90s, what do they need to worry about? Uh, what are ways they can compensate for it?
2: Yeah, I mean, fortunately, the weather's looking a little bit better towards the end of the week, Maxie. But, you know, we have many cooling areas on course, uh, many areas that are air conditioned. We have the M Health Fairview Family Care Center for younger families, we have the 3M Science Dome for older families. Both of those areas are air conditioned. Of course, we have multiple concession stands with water and and Gatorade. But if you bring a water bottle, we do have, courtesy of 3M and LK, our hydration station, which refills your water bottles. And we're trying for 20,000 refills of water bottles, which will help our sustainability platform. So, Tons of shade, tons of water, tons of A.C. in different areas, uh, certainly something for everybody. So we we fully expect a big crowd that can have the sunshine, but also some cooling effects as well.
1: Yeah, what's different about a golf stop, too, is that you can move around. So you're you're not in the bleachers, and and you are the victim of wherever the sun and and, and how, how intense it is. You can move around at a golf tournament. You can walk around. You can find shade, and many times when it's breezy, it's not nearly as oppressive as one would think.
2: Today was the hottest day we're going to have all week, uh, and it was closed to spectators today, but there were some some players' families and caddies' families walking around, and they were saying the exact same thing, Mike, yeah. that you find shade for a little bit, and you're fine. Um, but, yeah, uh, we, you know, it's going to be warm, and, yeah, us Minnesotans, we're we're not too great with extreme cold and, hmm. and, and warmth, but we're going to be okay by the end of the week, it looks like.
1: Yeah, we adjust. We adapt. That's what we do here, for sure. Uh, the live That's factor, it. as you see at LIV and, and what it does uh, – you know, obviously it can affect your marketing depending on who's going to show up and who's going to be there and all those things. But from where you sit, uh, does it have a lot of bearing on the way you go about your business and setting up a tournament like this?
2: Doesn't doesn't affect the way we set up the course or our tournament one bit, Mike. Does it affect fan perception and consumer behavior? Maybe. You, you, know, you know, sports. I mean, sports names and faces change all the time. We're experiencing it in golf a little bit quicker than I think anybody expected. Right. Um, you know, there's 13 players that were that are on that tour that were in our field last year. Whether we like it or not, it's affecting our field. Um, what I can tell you is that. The quality of golfer in the 3M Open field this year will not suffer. The, the, the tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, the Canadian Tour, the, the level of talent is at an all time high. We, I think some of the things we have to remember, Mike, in 2018, the Corn Ferry Tour Player of the Year was Sun J.M., in 2019, it was Scotty Scheffler. Three years later, that kid's number one in the world. And so, who is the next Sun J.M., who's the next Scotty Scheffler? And we think that they might be in our field this week. We have some great sponsor exemptions. We have some great young talent like Davis Riley. Uh, there, there are some really Good players in this field.
1: Allowed them to play long, huh?
2: Oh my goodness! I mean, these kids hit the ball hmm. uh, like you wouldn't believe, and and you know our course uh, is is playing firm and fast because of obviously the there hasn't been a lot of rain, Mike. But at the same time, the rough is and the fescue is the highest I've ever seen it. Uh, we had a couple of folks we were talking to on the Monday pro am today that said. I can see the grass, the rough is growing three different ways, so I just I literally can't hit in the rough, otherwise I'm gonna be penalized. And I think you know we started out in two thousand nineteen with Matthew Wolf at twenty one under par last year Cameron Champ was at fifteen under par. So our course is certainly playing a little bit tougher for these pros.
1: Yeah, I heard Jason Day talking about it today and, and, and the anticipation and how it's kinda of fascinating. How the pros anticipate it because they look at the weather forecast, right? And as they're playing around today, they say, "Okay, it plays like this today, but it will play like this on Thursday, based on what we're seeing in the forecast." And you know, you forget about all that that, that scouting that goes into it and the formulas that uh, uh, that go into it, particularly for these golfers when they're playing. You know, a stroke here, a stroke there uh, uh, can mean just about everything. But but when when you when you set up a course like this for a tour stop. Who dictates what? Who says uh, this is you know from pin placement? To, you know how you're going to trim the rough? Uh, is there are there people out there like eight weeks in advance from from the uh, PGA Tour who, who tells you what to do and how yeah. to do it?
2: There is. It's, it's a. I think it's a great collaboration between three, three parties, Mike. It's certainly PGA Tour uh, rules and agronomy who come out here, to your point, eight weeks, 12 weeks, eight weeks, and then four weeks. They make three different stops to just check on the course, start to look at pin positions. It's uh, our friends at TPC Twin Cities who run this course day in and day out. And then as you well know, there's a certain gentleman, Hollis Kavner, who has a say every once <laughs> in a while on where the pin <laughs> positions are. And so, you know, I think those three parties uh, put their heads together and try to come up with the four best pin locations uh, that that they can find on the course and you know it, it it's um it's a sort of a weird science a mad science um, but there's a method to all the madness and uh, I saw a, an early pin sheet uh, for Sunday and let's just say that I think that there's a couple new pins that fans will be really intrigued on and
1: maybe have not seen before do do players lobby a lot to say hey on this course you should be doing this with the pins
2: I I'm not sure if I maybe I hear so much the pins, but, you know, the, all the rage is, you know, drivable par fours, right? We saw that a lot this past weekend at the Open Championship. Now, that course was playing as fast as any course we've ever seen. But, you know, we have uh, a few holes, number seven and number 16, that if you move the tees up, you can drive that thing uh, in one and, you know, potentially have an eagle putt. And I think there's some, certainly some feedback from the players around, hey, this is a great drivable par four, maybe not so much. And so I think, again, that collaboration, you know, between Hollis and, and a few other other uh, entities, make those conversations happen. But yeah, I mean, we certainly want to listen to the players. I think that they know golf and know the course the best. And so I I really do appreciate that relationship.
1: 3M Tournament Director Mike Welch is our guest. 3M Tournament going on uh, all week. Aside from if you're going to say, well, people like to follow a certain player, you know, name recognition, whatever. Do, people, do the fans in general want to see birdie golf? Do they want to see them challenged more? Uh, what does the spectator want? What have you learned?
2: I, I think as, as far as golf goes, Mike, they want to see birdies. You know, I, I think many of us normal golfers don't get birdies every time we golf. So they want
1: to see what the heck they <laughs> want. Like. To see the, we want to make sure that it actually happens, right?
2: It actually happens, yeah. right? I mean, and what the heck is an eagle? Can we see an eagle? <laughs> so I think that, you know, they certainly want to see that. I, I, I think as equally as important what our fans or what the fan that we're trying to get to our golf tournament really cares about more than just golf they want to see good golf but they want an incredible food and beverage experience they want incredible experiences for their family uh they want to know that what they're going to means more than something and you know this very well about our tournament and all pga tournaments uh we're all charitable endeavors we're going to give over 1.5 million dollars back to charity when this golf tournament is done on sunday and i think people that um, know that a portion of their ticket cost is going towards that is is meaningful to them. And so I think that we want to make sure that we're talking about that and highlighting that message. So, you know, I think it's a combination of all three. They, they, they want to see great golf and, and, and some good scoring. They want, a great experience for them, their friends, their family, and they want to know that their dollar's going somewhere, especially in times where, boy, um, dollar's being stretched more than it ever has before.
1: For sure. Mike, thank you so much. I'll see you out there tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Hollis has always promised me that I get a shot at one of those, uh, that there's some big bass lurking in some of those ponds, and when the tournament's over, I can come out and fish it. But he's never been true to that uh, promise. Do I just need to stay on him about that, or Uh, what? Mike, no, just, Mike, call me. Okay, Okay. yeah, now I know what to do. That's why I brought that up. Uh, I'll get, my, I'll get my 10-year-old who knows
2: that lake better than anybody. He'll show you the spot.
1: 10-year-olds <laughs> always do. Mike, thank you so much. I'll see you out there this week. Thanks, Maxie. Have you, a good night. You bet. Mike Welch, Tournament
0: Director, at 3M. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.